Welcome to the Fabulously Keto podcast aimed at improving health, vitality and quality of life. Eating real food in a ketogenic lifestyle. I'm Jackie Fletcher and I'm based in the UK. And I'm Louise Reynolds, an Aussie currently based in Bangkok, Thailand. Each week we will be bringing you guests who share their stories and discuss a range of topics which we hope will improve your health and well-being. Many of the guests, like us, came to Keto for Weight Loss and have stayed for their well-being, numerous health benefits and because they are living their best lives. We hope you will be inspired to incorporate these ideas into your own health journey so that you can feel better than you ever have before. Thinking about starting keto? Take a listen to episode number two, What is Keto and How to Start? Welcome to the Fabulous Keto Podcast. This is episode 83. And today, Jackie and I are doing a bit of an informal, we're going to have a cup of tea and a fireside chat AMA today. And we're wanting to really focus on a particular theme. And the theme for today's AMA is all about transitions. So Jackie and I have been experiencing quite a few changes. And dear listener, you may have realized, um, you know, that I've been not here on the podcast and Jackie has been holding the fort very bravely. So it's really funny. Let me just throw to Jackie. So welcome Jackie Fletcher to the Fabulously Keto podcast. It's fabulous to have us have you with us today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> and we'd like to start this podcast, Jackie, with where in the world are you? Yeah, well, I'm in the same place. I'm still in Essex in England in the UK. But I should ask you, where in the world are you? Well, today we're recording from um, my new home in Melbourne, Australia. So some of the the listeners who who receive the, the newsletter will know that I returned back to Australia in early January to take up a, a college um, professor's position at a local university based in Melbourne. And initially when I started with the new position, which is full-time, it was um, I was able to work remotely in Bangkok, but there was at some point an expectation to to return to face-to-face teaching. So um, yeah, I had to had to up stumps, as we say in Australia, um, as a cricketing, cricketing metaphor. Okay, thanks. Um, up stumps. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie is not a sports fan, even though it's an English game. Um, yeah, so I up stumps I think and I have returned. Work that one out. Yeah, but yeah. And left Andrew again, shall we say. You've left Andrew again. Again. There's a pattern in this relationship. Um, Only temporarily. I've left Andrew temporarily in uh, in Bangkok. He has to finish his his post, which is only for a few more months until December um, this year. So this time round, unlike when I was in the UK, the time zone difference is better it's only a short 10-hour flight, um, so the, the travel difference is better. So, yeah, we're making, we're making the most of this transition um, to, to being long distance a lot better than really what we did the first time around when I was in the UK and he was in Australia. Yeah, and that was a much longer period of time. It was. That was 18 months, but this time it's only from 
um, from January to December this year. But the good thing is, Jackie, on Friday, um, we're recording this week, um, the Friday of this recording, I'm going back to Bangkok to to be able to um, to see, catch up with Andrew. We're having a reunion visit and I'm going to support Andrew for Anzac Day. So for our perhaps our North American um, listeners, Anzac Day is a Veterans Day, quite a significant in military history, Australia, New Zealand, um, history from World War One, which is, you know, remembrance, like a remembrance day for our UK listeners um, on the 25th of April. Part and and then Andrew, you, you you have a military function that you have to go to, don't correct. you? Correct. Yes. So uh, Andrew, being in the military, uh, is coordinating as part of his role with the embassy. Um, is part of the the defence role that he has in the embassy is to event manage the memorial service, which is um, at a Commonwealth War Graves. So UK listeners will know about Commonwealth War Graves, where at the River Kwai, which has quite a significant um, symbolism for prisoners of war in World War II for mm. Australian, New Zealand, UK, Dutch, um, uh, serving serving personnel who were prisoners of war at that site. So yeah. they hold the Anzac Day Memorial there. Interestingly, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of our listeners uh, and one of our podcast guests, Joanne McManamy, came over to the UK and we went on a little road trip and we went to see Dan Grief of, I can't remember what podcast episode, but of Deliciously Guilt-Free and UK Low Carb podcast. And we were going out for lunch and he took us to an American uh, graveyard from the war. And it was really interesting to see because all the graves were, you know, in, when you watch NCIS and you see all the graves at Arlington, it was just like that. And we went into the little chapel and each, there was lots of stained glass windows and each window had uh, the, each state, um, what's the word? Not flag, logo. It's not the right word. What's the word? An emblem. Emblem. So it was that was really interesting to see, and there were lots of crosses and the occasional um, star of David and things. But that was interesting to go and see. And uh, when I go to the ceremony, I will for our newsletter. I will be able to post, um, yeah, posts. We'll, we'll include that in the newsletter because the actual war grave, the Commonwealth War Grave at Kanchenaburi, is at Hellfire Pass. So which was the one of these cuttings, so we're in the Thai Burma Railway. So, and it's quite a evocative, you know, it's very emotive um, for those that, you know, are very sensing. You can sort of sense the souls of the of those that have passed at this particular site. It's, you know, you can feel the emotions of, of those that, you know, laboured, at this particular um, particular site, it's it's quite poignant and very well done. The interpretive centre is very respectful, and I think if you've travelled as you've done, you know, to um, Alcatraz or you've been to Auschwitz or those very symbolic um, places where you 
walking around the memorial and you can sort of feel um, feel the spirits of, of those that have lived and, um, you know, in, in this case, you know, passed, passed at this site. So my role as the diplomat's wife um, is, you know, there to support Andrew in this very significant event with lots of VIPs. It's going to be a dawn service. And we will be, um, yeah, there's some, the military part of that is to have the gunfire breakfast. So afterwards with, um, with a barbecue and there's lots of actual retired uh, UK uh, veterans there in Thailand and some, some veterans travel or families of veterans um, travel there. So it's, um, yeah, quite a quite a logistical thing. And Andrew's working, you know, beavering away behind the scenes with the seating plan, the transport plans, all the COVID-safe logistic plans and, uh, yeah, to, to ensure that military precision, the event goes off. Because for the last two years, they haven't had it. So they've done virtual video recordings but this is the the first one since obviously um post-covid so yeah. um yeah but didn't you go last year you went last year though some of you went didn't I, you? not not for anzac day uh we had a vj day or ve day um, okay there was some other remembrance um events mm. so but similar similar sort of thing but the scale of anzac day is a lot bigger mm. yeah so we're talking about transitions and one of the things you had challenges with was transitioning from Thailand back to Aussie with all the different foods that were available so next week you're going to go back again so you'll be back well I don't know it's not what's normal now come on tell us about your challenges and how you've you've overcome them it's there was I call it a reverse culture shock so coming back to to Australia, and certainly the last two years, as I've been watching our, you know, like our good friends, Dan and Erica, you know, have butter wheel travel. Every week, you know, they were saying, this is delicious, this is new, this is in the supermarket. And there I was in, in Bangkok watching with you know, salivating. And I was just going, yes, you know, when I go back, I can try that. And when I got back and we were at the supermarket and it was almost like I was overwhelmed with too many choices. It was just like, I don't know where to start. I was like like a kid in a candy shop, you know. It's just like, oh, there's so many new things. Look at this. There's so many new products, you know, which I knew about from watching Dan and Erica's videos. Yeah. But it was just like. I, you know, with Andrew and I, we were protein. He was the grill master, grilling our protein, and I was just doing salad. But all of a sudden, there was all these new, you butte, as we say, you butte, um, you know, range of, you know, seasonings and, you know, the low carb breads and all these other new things on the market. And it was just overwhelming. And, Having had yeah, transitioning into Bangkok and just really feeling restricted with my protein choices, particularly restricted to pork and chicken mm. and, you know, the steak, beef and lamb was so expensive, 
one of the first things I did was buy up so many lamb chops. It wasn't funny. <laughs> did you get did I, you get fed up with them? Did you go to, oh, I've had too many lamb chops now? Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, I've sort of backed off a little bit. Only because I've transitioned now into Andrew's gone back, back to Bangkok. And I feel like the bachelor and I am, yeah, not, I'm having to, I'm struggling with eating enough. I'm working obviously with the new job, very long hours and I'm, I get home late and I can't be bothered cooking. So I'm not probably eating enough or of good nutrition, which is almost like you have to go back to meal planning and preparation on the weekends and batch cooking, which worked really well because we've got the barbecue out of storage and I'm doing batch cooking of the lamb chops and freezing them, uh, batch cooking link sausages, uh, meat patties. Um, yeah, so just, you know, like burger burger patties and just, yeah, doing big, big barbecues and, and batch cooking. Mm. and um yeah so I at did, least that's beef beef and lamb i didn't realize you weren't eating enough that you weren't eating properly you I'm didn't not. tell me that i would not tell you that jackie because no because i would never you... hear the i'd never hear the end of it <laughs> yeah because you know i'd have a go at you dear listeners um jackie would send me a text message now she'll go are you eating enough have you eaten what have you had for no you probably say what have you had for tea tonight probably yeah yes because we're only supposed to, well, well, I haven't fasted for a few weeks now, but you're only supposed to be doing two two days or three. You could do three because you no. do shorter fasts. But Yeah, but today, which was really good, uh, I caught up with, and this is another transition, is making friends. So social connections, another transition. Because I'm living in Melbourne and I haven't lived in Melbourne before, my hometown is Adelaide, which is... Uh, about 700 kilometres, I think I worked it out. It was about 450 miles, about eight hours in the car, one hour by plane. So I I know a couple of people in Melbourne, but not close friends. And today I had lunch with the low-carb Melbourne group. And it's really nice to be able to go to a cafe um, with like-minded people and when the server comes up and you go hold the hold the bread for the sides and and the fries the the chips you know all the other people around you order the same way and we went to a greek cafe which i had this huge meat platter so jackie you'll be really pleased with me that had lamb lots of lamb in there of course and chicken and um, so I bought a double serve, so I have taken that home to, to have for supper tonight. Ah, good. Very good. So was Dr. Lucy and Dr. Mary there? No, actually, Dr. Lucy and Dr. Mary are actually on the other side of town. So if you think of Melbourne like the size of London, um, we were on one side. Maybe we were on the, um, what's the Heathrow side? And then they're West. on the, yeah, they're on the they're on the east side. East. They're over at Stratford and Romford, and I was over at Hounslow. So you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so a long it was way then. it. Yeah, it was a long way, but 
Um, so because I live on the western side, um, the monthly low-carb Melbourne is sort of north, northeasty sort of way, so which is really good. So I can, I can do that once a month to catch up with, um, with them. Mm. Cool. So how have you coped with, because you were saying you were feeling overwhelmed and you, it was all too much. What, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I think you go back into, first of all, take two steps back. Um, it's, this is a transition and, and I reminded myself that it's a similar transition to when I moved to Chelmsford in the UK, that I know that there's an acute phase of three months where everything is sensory input is new and my brain, cortisols, adrenalines, I'm in that fright or flight mode. And I have to go back to, as, as Alyssa's will know, I'm a structure, I have a timetable, everything is colour-coded and I know where I am and what I'm doing. But it was a little bit hard because there was an expectation that we'd be teaching face-to-face. Um, however, when we arrived, there was just a start of the um, Omicron sort of wave and we went back online. And it's just like, no, I've been online teaching for the last two years. I was so waiting to have water cooler conversations and be on campus and see the students. So there was more layered stress and disappointment. Anyway, and plus you you could have almost stayed in Bangkok to do that. Yes, and no. It was a good thing I was here because the time zone difference. I had an eight a.m. class, which would have been four a.m. Bangkok time. So okay. I was not unhappy about being back. The second thing was we were transitioning to the new rental accommodation so we were i mean now military housing so we were um we had to find a a military house and get all that stuff out of storage so there was all that logistic stuff to to sort out transitioning to the new role the enormity of now um managing a team that has been teaching online for two years 600 students course accreditation it's it's a bigger bigger than Ben Hur role as well, mm. and then layered on top of that, you know, Andrew's gone back, so I'm here by myself. Which, dear listener, is not a bad thing, but don't tell him that because for the last two years, we have spent more time together than we have in the ten years together. Being a military wife, I'm okay with my my defence force serving partner going away for <laughs> periods of time when. I can actually starfish in the bed all by myself. So, so the last two <laughs> years has been quite, quite a good thing and intense. But I'm okay with periods of aloneness, not too long, just enough to enjoy my alone time. Your space, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's there's been layers of stress, but going back to how have I coped? It's been really good to go back to. Uh, the mindfulness app and meditating, sitting with the sadness, being aware of those effects of feeling stress, what those stress symptoms are, going back and focusing on um, being able to do the body scans, do the relaxation, 
I haven't actually gone back to yoga, but I know that I need to get back to the gym. There's a gym on campus, which is really just not more than a few feet away from my office, which I can get through my salary packaging, which is like awesome. Um, So I know that I need to be eating right, sleeping right, um, and nutrition, which that's a work in progress. So I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Mm. But I haven't got my accountability buddy. I've got one in the UK and one in Bangkok. Thanks for. Yeah, but we can be, we can hold you accountable. I have clients all around the world. So why can't I hold you accountable? I thought you were the rebel, not me. I'm the obliger. (laughs) (laughs) So now you just need to put that into place, don't you? I mean, it's mostly in place. It's mostly like, I, I think the biggest thing is I know what I need to do. But as you said, we're going, I'm going back, flying back to Bangkok for a couple of weeks. Seeing as we're still teaching, teaching remotely, I might as well teach back in Bangkok uh, with Andrew. And we are, yeah, uh, back to, I'm actually quite looking forward to some of those things that I've actually, I've missed the crispy pork and I've missed the, yeah, I've missed a few things on the street food, the, the lime sodas. Um, I've obviously missed Andrew. I've missed the massages. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, the two-hour massages. Can't wait for that. And, yeah, I've missed seeing a few few of my favourite um, yeah, favorite locals. Um, so Chicken lady. Yeah. yeah, chicken lady, egg lady. Um, man. My cleaning. <laughs> yeah, pork. Yeah, pork, crispy pork man. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kun Chai, who was our, our security driver, and um, yeah, Kun Ning, my, my cleaning lady. So she's, she was very patient with me when I'm learning, learning Thai, which I've mostly forgotten now, so I haven't <laughs> practised. No, it's not a language that you really need, is it? Well, unless I you're needed in, it then. Yeah, you need yeah, it then. But there are some languages that you can continue to use throughout the world at other times. But Yeah. I need to be this week. I think I'll just need to go back to my lessons and just practice. It'll come back. It'll come back as you start mm, hearing yeah. it again. Yeah, you, you certainly change. And I think there was a transition for that. That was a quite a stressful transition was learning the language. Um, and then being back, transitioning back. To learning the language. Was, well, <laughs> it was interesting to recognise how stressed I was having to speak another language mm. and um, and to make myself understood but being back how not stressed I am yeah that was that's the most aware thing that I've been you know really mindful of how stressful it was for me on a day-to-day basis which is perhaps one of the reasons why I was okay with um taking up well taking up this this new position was because it was a promotion but coming back to Australia and having the period of separation I was okay because I knew how stressed I was on a day-to-day basis there yeah yeah so have you noticed now that you're not as stressed have you noticed any changes in in your body right it's interesting you say that you've got, you've got you've got the additional work stress haven't you Correct. Yeah, I've got different stresses. Yeah. So to say that there are there I'm not stress free, but I have different stresses. And I think some of those things that I have noticed is uh, sleep. 
So some of the sleep has been better. Um, energy focus has been perhaps a bit better. Um, yeah, I think there's been, I can't tell you about the weight because the scales are back in Bangkok. <laughs> um, I'm okay with that. Um, the just probably sleep, you know, sleep has been okay, mostly okay. Eating, I think there's been periods where um, stress sometimes makes me more hungry and cravings, but I've been able to manage that with eating, as I said, better, different meat quality proteins, but also um, being able to fast. So going back and introducing fasting twice a week. Mm. Um, we're not doing the alternate day. We're just doing, um, yeah, two two days fasting twice. Well, the, the forty hours twice a week. Yeah. So I stopped doing that when I went on holiday. Then I allowed myself a week to get because when I was on holiday, I didn't eat properly at all. Um, so we were having bread for lunch, and I, I didn't eat much yeah I did eat chocolates and biscuits while I was away um so I allowed myself a week to transition just back to normal eating but you know what we'd bought some things back with us and I kept having so I was mostly eating low carb but then having some additional things that weren't low carb in that week and then I woke up on the Monday morning planning to go back full-on low carb for another week before I got back into fasting and found I wasn't well. So um, I haven't been well for the last week, which this is coming out. This We're recording this a few weeks before this comes out. So this is the week that I wasn't well and there was no podcast. Um, so now my plan is to allow the coming week to be my transition week of just eating and then I'm going to go back to fasting the week after that. That's the current plan. Oh, and then so, I'm going away on holiday again. So that'll probably get messed up. <laughs> but I think when we're talking about transitions, you know, we, in, a, in our respective low-carb keto journeys, we've transitioned and transitioned multiple times. You know, we've gone through different variations. You know, we've been at very low-carb, carnivore we've levered the protein and fats you know high low high low but we've also we've transitioned because of life stresses right so you know I've talked about with moving back to Australia you know we have little transitions while we go on holidays we also have various times of the year such as we're coming up to Easter or Christmas you know that these are things things that are everyday right these are part of everyday we can't live our life cloistered in a bubble um we need to cope with all these variations and um yeah and i i know that you were very clear about your holiday so you were skiing um and you said no that's it i'm going to be off plan and that's okay so I think I did, from the I, outset, you knew, you gave yourself permission that this is not going to be a low-carb holiday. 
Yeah, I think most of my holidays are not low carb. And, you know, I I often say, oh, I haven't lost the weight that I wanted to lose. I'm not as low as I'd like to be. But a lot of that is because when I go on holiday or if it's Christmas, I don't low carb as much as I would normally. And and therefore some weight comes back on and then I I come back and I've got to get rid of it again. So I, I keep taking myself back. But for me, that's part of what makes this sustainable for me. Now, I know that there are people out there that do this 365 days a year and 366 on leap years. They can do that. And I don't think I am that person. And I think I want that flexibility to, yeah, it's like the rebel in me will go, no, I can't do with this. I have to. So I have these sort of allowed times that are for me and, and it's okay. And I don't, I don't go as mad as I would have done previously, if that makes sense. It's a really interesting thing because we were we were laughing offline how yin and yang we are because <laughs> you know you're the rebel and I'm the obliger. So it it really is an interesting thing when we go to um, on holiday, particularly that we have these periods of off planness, and it de- depends on how we one you know what we go off plan for and then how that deranges us or derails us potentially so we don't let it go and I know you're very good at right I am back on plan on Monday or for Andrew and I we were always back on plan on the Sunday when we came back and we would start that with a a fast so we'd you know get ourselves back back on track that way and it's interesting because so I, I fly into Bangkok on Friday and on the Monday we're going to go back for um, a few days vacation down down the beach. And we've been to this place before, so we're very familiar. We know what the, the street food is, what's available. Fortunately, I don't think there's a breakfast buffet <laughs> so because it's the perils of the free food that that is a derailer for us. Um, Andrew has this thing for croissants. So, um, yeah, the, those the, the, he always goes mad for the, for the croissants. For me, it's like the only croissant I want would be in France. You know, like the picture I sent you the other week. Yeah, no, I had. it was huge. <laughs> so, But it was a French yeah. one. So, and, oh, it, yeah. and it was really worth, it was worth. It is worth eating worth off, going plan, off for. plan for. Absolutely. So, and it was just like I had my birthday uh, just recently, and I travelled to to Adelaide to have to catch up with um, my mother who had a fall, so as well as friends and family, and there was mostly mostly on plan. So because I got to choose where we were going and what we were doing, and um, yeah, so I pre made those decisions to hold myself accountable by by checking the menu and knowing what choices I could make beforehand so I wasn't going to be any surprises. So most of that was okay. I think there was a little off-plan things for my birthday 
lunch with my my colleagues. So there was part of that was the Crockenbush. So Jackie didn't know what a Crockenbush was. It's um, a tower of cream puffs, so shoe pastry and um, sponge sugar. So that was, um, but that was shared. So the tower was shared. So it was only like one cream puff. Mm. Yeah. These things are not going to hurt us so long as they don't send us on a downward spiral. And I think that's the important thing uh, that everybody has to know themselves to know what the effect of eating that, what's the long-term effect going to be. And if that eating that one sugary thing is going to send you in search of loads of sugary things, then that's probably not a good thing to eat. I don't get that. You talk about on Sundays when you go visit your mother and you play cards and she brings out the M&S chocolate raisins. raisins. Mm. I haven't had them for a long time. Oh, Actually, that's good. It's just, I have had, it's just, I, it was, but it, I'm talking weeks ago, but it, yeah, it's not months ago, but weeks ago. Has she stopped buying them? Has she stopped buying them? No. Mm. No. Does no. she eat them normally or are they just for you? No, this is for her partner, Ian. Oh, okay. And he, he, so my mum is mostly low carb. Low carb. Mostly. But since she's been with Ian, she's less low carb than she was. Um, and she, she uses him as an excuse to have these things, I think. But he, he, he always, not always, he quite often will have a biscuit with a cup of tea. Um, he'll, he'll say, oh, it's Sunday afternoon. It's time for chocolate raisins. <laughs> and I sit there thinking, I sit there sometimes thinking about chocolate raisins and thinking, I hope they don't say anything, but then they bring them out. But I have got used to now more moderating so just taking a few and then the one packet is shared between the three of us rather than me eating a whole packet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so my my plan is to visit in October and maybe I will sort of have a word in her ear. <laughs> Ian doesn't need those, does he? <laughs> Ian doesn't need a lot of things that Ian eats. Maybe maybe we can look for something healthier for Ian. What do you think? What do you suggest? What, what could be healthier for Ian? Pork scratchings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's still eating between a meal, though, isn't it? It's still You're still snacking, which is probably not a good thing to do anyway. I don't know. Anyway, I figure at their time of life, I'm just going to let them get on with it. Yeah, just enjoy it. And I think that that's that's another another transition. I know that we have transitioned into we we both shared a disappointment this week. So it was actually we were sitting in our sadness. And I think when we're managing our mood, it really comes to finding ways where where in the past I would have managed my mood with obviously self-soothing with food. And I know it was really hard to not fall back on those habits and we, we've developed some very good, um, obviously, habits now, which doesn't involve, um, involve food, like soothing, soothing, our, soothing our sadness with food, whereas once I would have, yeah, just gone out and bought something and just thought, nah, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, as we'd say. 
or, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And it's it's been really interesting when I've felt not lonely, but, you know, I'm here in the house by myself and I'm alone and, you know, I'm just trying to not be bored and snack. Mm. So finding finding things to do yeah. um, which are, are positive and mood lifting. Yeah. So have you got a few things? Yeah, it's been it's been really good because I, I I said about the app, so I'll put the link in the show notes. It's the balance app, so having the balance thing to to do the the mindfulness again, and it's been really good to to know where I've been. Even though Andrew and I are apart, we will spend time together watching a show, and we can do that through say Netflix or something, and we can watch together. And we know that we're both sitting together and we're watching watching one of the shows that we series that we like. So do you have on do you have something like FaceTime on or something like that as as well? No. You just no, sit there just, at the same time. Yeah, but we will message. Like we can message. Um, yeah. we can sort of, you know, have a little bit of a chat, sort of, oh, you know, the butler did it or, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, Colonel Mustard in the in the dining room with the candlestick. So um, yeah, so we'll be sending some messages backwards and forwards. But I also have been very good at trying to, in my calendar, because of the time zone difference, I block it out in the morning when I know that he's getting up. So I have no meetings scheduled at the time that he's preparing to go for work. So we will FaceTime then. Mm. So I think it's really important that we maintain those open channels and we're still maintaining an interest that I know what's in his day and what's happening and um, that sort of thing and committing time to, to do that. Yeah. So there's things that I do for myself. And um, so that's, say, you know, having a nice, there's a, in this house, we have a beautiful, big bath. So, and I could feel like I'm in a palatial room, hotel room with the bubbles and watching, you know, some mindless Netflixy stuff that I know that Andrew doesn't like. <laughs> loving, loving the new Bridgerton series right now. So I know that he won't particularly, he's not into that sort of genre. So, um, or I love a good police procedural. Andrew's more sci-fi. So that's, that's one thing. Yeah. So, so you're brave watching in the bath. Well, you can get those over the bath um, things like the bamboo over the bath things and you can sort of set your little iPod, iPad up mm. on a stand. Not sure I and then you, trust that, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so, yeah. And the other thing I've been been able to do when I've been going to campus is listening to my podcast and audio books again. So that's that's a little, you know, that's been really great to connect with um, with audio, audio stuff. So being... Um, yeah, just taking some time out to do that. So how often are you going to campus now? About three days a week. Yeah, and that's what, a 20-minute journey or something? Yeah, it's actually, and that's been exciting too because, um, yeah, just being able to, we had to buy a car. So uh, the other thing is knowing uh, which freeway, which exit to get off. So, um, uh, you know, that, that journey less travelled, taking that route less travelled and sort of ending up and having to do U-turns to get back on the expressway because you've taken the wrong 
exit. So that's been quite fun too. So, yeah, it's all a journey. Absolutely. So is there anything else that we we wanted to talk about? Transitions that we wanted to cover? Yeah, and I I think the transitions for the listeners here on Fabulously Keto is to know that, you know, in terms of our own journeys that we've shared along the way, that we're still... You know, we're still works in progress, aren't we? Because, you know, you're coming on the back of a vacation and off of the back of, you know, not being well and you're transitioning, um, you know, you've got certain transitions that you've even just feeling unwell and, you know, do I eat, do I not eat, you know, these sorts of questions. And then you're heading off to, to Spain next month so you know that there's another transition on a vacation. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was interesting at the beginning of the week when I really wasn't well was I felt nauseous and I didn't know if I should eat or I shouldn't eat. Was it better to eat or not eat? And and that even that thought process was quite hard work. And, um, and I ended up having a slice of toast, which I haven't had in five years a slice of sliced toast, a sliced bread toast. And finding that was really sweet. And I couldn't finish, I couldn't finish one slice. I I just couldn't eat it. It was too claggy and not very nice at all. But then the next day, my mum made me some toast and I ate two slices. So that was quite interesting. But I had those two days, that was all I ate for two days, was three slices of bread. Um, And then the next day, I just went back to eating low-carb food. So I think I had eggs for lunch or something, and then supper was, I can't remember, probably pork chops with vegetables, something like that. So I've been been on plan since Wednesday. We're now Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly since Andrew's been back, I have been doing the the twice-weekly fast and you know that's been working well and I know that Andrew also has been doing that as well so yeah my accountability buddy um, is there and the other thing that we're doing is still like we're testing we do blood testing every day so that sort of also is another good good for me a good accountability check for for that and I've have sort of noticed the data trends there that you know if I'm feeling stressed then um you know, my psoriasis flares up or I'm feeling a little bit more, um, yeah, those yeah. aches and pains. Just Your generally. blood sugars go up. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Do. yeah, and I certainly knew that from the time in the UK that that acute stress time that I knew that there was at least a point, point 0.4 millimole difference between my baseline, my usual baseline, and, and that's gone up. So. Mm. I haven't tested this week because I figure my body is in a state Even. of stress. That Absolutely. It's going to be all over the place. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. worried about it. No. no. And I think that that's a transition too. So what can we control? You know, what, what should we be concerned about? What can we do? What should we not be worried about? And just sort of, you know, be like Elsa and just let it go. Yeah. So just, just let, let it go. I'm not Elsa, I must say. I can be quite, I can flit, I think. I'm quite good at letting things go, especially if they're out of my control. Like I cannot control this illness. So it is what it is. 
that's fine. Um, yeah. If my sugars are all over the place, then my sugars are all over the place. That's it's not because of anything that I'm doing. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a, that's a very good attitude, but it doesn't stop me from stressing. (laughs) (laughs) And adding to the stress. Yeah. 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 I know. I know there's a head and there's for me, it's a tension between that head and heart sort of stuff. So it's like, I know that I should be doing that. I know I need to let that go, but how do I do that? I don't know. So, Mm. yeah, but I'm getting better. On a plus side, I've lost all the weight that I put on in Switzerland (laughs) this week. (laughs) So it'd be interesting to see what happens when I'm eating my body's back to normal, if it all piles back on again. Yeah, but I don't think you should be disappointed if it does because this is unhealthy. Yeah. And I have been eating the last few days and I have been eating (laughs) at strange times, um, as in normally I would have lunch and supper, but if I'm hungry beforehand, I will have a maybe a a cracker or a few nuts or something like that beforehand. And then sometimes in the afternoon, I feel like I want something. So I haven't been worrying about when I eat. I just, if I feel hungry, I've been eating. That's a real issue for me because I need to sort of be, I mean, the good thing is obviously this is a transition where I don't have Andrew and I'm in a new job and I'm finding my feet and learning the ropes. So where I would be spending quite a bit of time at the office and say, you know, I may be 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. and I drive home. The only problem then is obviously coming home and having to prepare a meal and it's late, which has been really good because I can go to the freezer for some of those foods that I've already batch cooked. So I'm eating later. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's, yeah, so opening my window later, I should be doing that, and then obviously eating later. But... These are some of the other things that I'm thinking now is when Andrew comes back and it's just like, oh, I'm going to have to be a little bit more organised and, you know, a little bit more better um, with not spending so much time at the office and trying to trying to get that. But hopefully by then, by, by the time that he gets back, I will be able to be a bit better, um, a better sense of, you know, more familiar with my role. Yeah. And hopefully you'll be back on campus and everything will be in a different place as well rather than this half on, half off. Yeah. 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 And so online goes, sorry, online finishes after, after Anzac day. So yeah. So we'll be fully back on campus in that term that starts after Anzac day. So that's, that's something to look forward to. Mm. And what have you got to look forward to? Well, you've got your holiday coming up next, next month. I've to got, Spain. Yeah, I've got two holidays two coming holidays. up. holidays. So I've got one the beginning of May and one the beginning of June. So that will be very good. What else have I got coming up? I've I've created a new journal, which is in um, being uh, processed at the moment for people that when they're making these changes, they can journal what's going on, what note, it, it sort of prompts them to what note, what differences are you noticing? How are things in all areas of your life? So it is it is mainly a low-carb keto journal, but it could be used for somebody making any um, lifestyle diet and lifestyle changes. 
So that's quite interesting. What else is coming up? Not a lot, really. When is that your your next belt, Taekwondo belt? Now, yeah, so that was one of my disappointments is that I didn't pass the assessment for my black belt grading, which was supposed to be next weekend. Um, so now it won't be until October. So six months to prepare. That's a great opportunity, though, for you, is it not? Like I know, yeah, we were talking about our, our disappointments earlier, but in the next six months, what is your plan of action? So my plan of action, what I'd like to do is keep this weight off. You know, I know that now it's because I'm not well and maybe some of it will go back on, but I'd quite like to stay these seven pounds lower, which would be nice. Um, and I need to get a lot fitter, I think. And my, so over the last six months, let's say the winter months, I've, I've been doing three hours Taekwondo a week. I've been outdoor swimming, as you know, um, in the lake, I have done odd bits and pieces, but I haven't really, I've do things and then I stop for a while and then I go back and then I do it again so I think I want to be a bit more consistent in my exercise regime and the the thing that I um, trouble with in my head a bit one is I'm not a natural exerciser I'm not that person that loves going to the gym Um, but also is in my training as a primal health coach we talk about keeping your heart rate low so that you're not exercising aerobically. So you're, it's, it should be 180 beats minus your age, so which is quite low. And so I have this thing going on. If I want to get fitter, maybe I need to exercise harder, but then I know that I shouldn't be exercising harder because that's what we've been taught is not to not to go into that aerobic zone and really pushing your heart rate. So I have all these conflicts going on. And so I I think I need to find a way of managing that. I also want, one thing that I really want to do is do some muscle building strength training. And again, it's not something that I'm good at. And I know I won't go to a gym. So it needs to be something that I can do myself at home. So I'm thinking maybe I might take a few classes so that I know what I'm doing. I, I do agree with getting some expert guidance. And yes, I think I did when we had this conversation, I said, oh, you, you need to speak to in Australia, we have exercise physiologists. So an exercise physiologist is someone who is aware of using exercise as a therapeutic device. So you're saying about the strength and conditioning as well as, you know, they have the the health background and they put that in that health lens. So Mm. they know that these are the the health conditions or the health requirements, but using exercise as the therapeutic device. So I think they, as a health professional, are are a a good way of doing that. But you can do that with a strength and conditioning coach as well. So, you know, you can find yourself a exercise trainer person that does just strength and conditioning yeah so i think there's there's two two ways to tackle that but i I do agree that it certainly sounds like for you you've got some really good clarity 
on what those goals are, you know, in October that this is your, um, you know, using the SMART goal. Jackie's got a SMART goal happening here. So she's very specific. She knows that she needs to measure her strength and conditioning. She knows she's got a plan of action and this is the results because, you know, that black belt is just going to happen in October and I wish you all the best Thank and you. I will hold you to an account for that. So, um, yes, <laughs> your long distance, you know, accountability buddy. Um, and it's been really, this has been really fun because um, I, in the mornings, I'll send Jackie my wordle, my word of the day, the wordle, the new craze. And because um, I know that Jackie's wordle comes up later. So I'm obviously in the time zone. So we, we've been in, um, yeah, having, having a nice way to connect every day. So we yeah. have, a, have our little wordle. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's, it's been really fun. We've actually been talking more on messenger than than before even when you're in thailand and even then we talk we talk quite a lot but it's even yeah. more now we, we thought more. would be different so i think what we could end up with is saying that um louise now does have because when you were in thailand you had a part-time job didn't you so you yes, had a lot part-time. more you had a lot more free time more time um and now you have a full-time job so your time availability for the podcast is significantly reduced. Add to that the time difference, which we just got used to with the 11 hours. And now we're back. Now we're down to nine hours. So we've got to remanage that again. So Louise, as you've probably been noticing, has been joining me for any Aussie uh, interviews but also when we invite guests now what we do is we we've got a period of time on a Friday that Louise has made available for recording um, so we offer that to our guest if that time fits them and they want to record with Louise and I they do have the option to choose that it doesn't always work so Louise will be around when she can as and when she can and we'll probably catch up in another three months time or something it was really good because you were able to do like your North American interviews as you did, you know, in that time zone is just too hard for, for, for the three of us. So particularly with you in the UK, I mean, there is overlap for US recording, but it doesn't suit you um, because you're asleep. So when available, you know, uh, it's, it's been, it's been really good. We, we did a recording the other day with a, with an Aussie lady. So um, yeah that that was was really good to be able to do that so but dipping in and out um i really appreciate jackie's support for you know letting me go on my my new transition to to exploring my new my this career this phase of my career so i appreciate you know you know it's with with eternal thanks and gratitude that you're supporting me in that and um letting me have the flexibility to sort of dip in and out with the podcast so thank you jackie Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that you're willing to dip in and out. So there we go. We're both grateful. Mm. It's very good. Well, so thank you for my accountability, buddy. Um, you know, she's the the yang to my yin. So um, <laughs> um, your yeah, wheel, your wheelie case to my huge suitcase. So oh yeah, so we're talking about traveling light and traveling traveling heavy. But um, I think it's you know continue to look forward to being your plucky larrikin sidekick um, and continue this fabulously keto journey with you. Thank you. Thanks, Jackie. 
It would be great if you could support us through Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash fabulously keto and you can choose the monthly amount you wish. Can you recommend a guest we can interview? If you can, click on the link in the show notes to send us your recommendation. Would you like to join our Facebook group? Search for Fabulously Keto on Facebook. Our Facebook page is called Fabulously Keto and you can follow us there. Or you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Fabulously Keto. Or follow us on Instagram, Fabulously Keto 1. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know you listened by tagging us in your Insta story or Instagram post using the handle Fabulously Keto 1 and the hashtag TFKP. All the links are on the website and in the show notes. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, click the subscribe button. Reviews help us to be found and reach new listeners. Please leave a review of our show on your preferred podcast listening platform. We appreciate you taking the time and read them all. Disclaimer. The information in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing in this podcast can be taken as advice. Whether our guests are doctors, healthcare professionals or not, they're only sharing their own opinions and stories, and this does not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. It's always best to seek professional medical advice should you wish to make any changes to your current medication or treatments. Also speak to your own doctor if you have any concerns about your health or you wish to make lifestyle changes, especially if you're taking medication.